Yeah, I'm Tamlin Lostfinder. Who's this? Miss Regina Mason of the First Hill Masons? You've had a necklace stolen? You've called the right person. What else can... Oh, I see. You don't want to give that information out over the phone. Of course. I'll be there as soon as I can. Tamlin P.I. Not your mother's private eye. being outside in the daylight. People in my business are usually strongest after dark, but money is what keeps me and Jen in happiness, so out the door I went. You always expect rain in Seattle, and there's a vague sense of disappointment when you get sun instead. There was a black car parked outside the building, and at first I ignored it, as cars usually ignore me. I didn't hear it start up, but I could feel it behind me, moving slowly with each step I took. Hadn't had the best of luck with drivers lately, and honestly, it was beginning to make me a little nervous. What? Who's in there? I don't like being followed. If I were you, I'd stop right away. <laughs> yeah, that put the fear of no one in them. I walked a block more, and it kept coming, but always staying a bit away. Whomever was driving wasn't trying to run me down, just keep up. I'd have to give them negative marks on stealth. Oh yeah, dark windows. That'll hide ya. What do you want? Come out and talk to me. Right. What kind of fool do you think I am? Okay, I'll look right in at you. What the... No one is here. Uh, hey! Oh, please let this not be the stupidest thing I'll ever do. Okay, what? Miss Losefinder? Sabrina, you know she is. I'm being polite. Enough! What's going on? <clears throat> Sorry, Miss Lostfinder. We're here for two reasons. You were harmed in our presence, and you were helpful in getting us out of a bad situation. That doesn't narrow it down much. It really didn't. Boys, they never get it right. We worked. And that's a loose term. For the one you call Cabby John. We heard him tell you about us, but he left a few things out. Like we had to live in the car, and he only fed us if he wasn't stoned, which wasn't often. Oh, your brownies. 
You got it, Toots. Toots? Uh, Miss Lostfinder, Mom. <laughs> You're so with it, Dory. And now, we are grateful he's gone. But we regret any part we've had in your capture. Plus, now we have no one to help. And we really do better when working with others. I see. But I don't have a car. That's the great thing. This belonged to Cabby John too. And he had no family, so it's ours. And we're willing to be your drivers when you need, for room and board. Not the worst idea I've heard. Cabs and coaches were expensive, and owning my own car never made any sense. I could ride a horse, but it wasn't my favorite mode of transportation. Trench coats usually don't fit on saddles. Here's the thing. I can't promise much. I have the office and a studio in back. And there isn't a lot to go around. But I'll do my best by you if, if you still want. Oh, right. yes, sure. <laughs> okay, then. No time like the present. First Hill Mason residence. Time to work for our suppers. Yes, ma'am. Tam is fine. Let's hit the road. We already are. Cabby John, may he rest in peace, was right about one thing. Quietest ride in my life. This could turn out good. The closer we got to the Mason house, the fewer other homes could be seen. More trees and then a long expanse of driveway in one of the largest mansions I've ever seen. Not that I've seen a lot. And I still had to discuss payment. This could be interesting. The car stopped and opened right off. Very cool. The double doors and huge gargoyle knockers were off-putting. What are you hanging around for? It's my job. What is? I'm the knocker, sweet cheeks. Do I knock? No, I do. So knock already. What's the magic word? Oh, dear goodness. I can't believe I'm about to do this. Please? That's not it. It's not? Um, abracadabra. Close, but no. Open sesame? Very well. No. <laughs> this had better be it. Silver bullets. I'd say it's checkmate. That's the trigger. Yes? I'm T. Lostfinder, P.I., I'm expected. Yes, ma'am. I believe you are. Please wait in the parlor. The butler pointed to a room off to the left side. I guess the rich don't just sit around by the door. I nodded thanks, and the butler had already turned away, nose in the air. One quick glance over this place, and I knew that my fee was just a drop in the bucket. Oh, she's here? Do I look okay? Did you offer her anything? Of course not. I'll go in straight away. Ms. Lostfinder, how nice of you to come out this evening. Thank you so much for coming. Please, sit down. My first impression of the old dame was that she was scared. Although she sounded flighty, I think it was a bit more. She surprised me even more when she took my hands as though we were old friends. The rich were a strange breed. Miss Mason, you said you had a theft. A necklace of some worth? 
Oh, my dear, you can't even begin to understand. It's so much more than just a necklace. It's the pinnacle of the Mason family fortune. And what I had after my husband died. Wait, it's the whole fortune? <laughs> well, of course it isn't the whole fortune. It'd be pretty silly to have it all in one place, wouldn't it, dear? But it has so much sentimental value that there are times it seems that way. This lady was used to having people believe every word that dripped from her ruby-red lips. The only problem was she was lying badly. I'm more than willing to take your case, Miss Mason, but there is the matter of my fee. My financial advisor has suggested that I discuss that in the beginning so that there isn't any misunderstanding. For the first time, Miss Mason looked like a shrewd businesswoman. How much more was there about her? Oh, yes. Who do you use as your financial advisor? I said the first name that came to my mind. Doyle Hammond. The old lady relaxed visibly. This could be bad. You are a very smart lady indeed, Miss Lostfinder. Doyle Hammond comes from a very well-placed and wonderful family. And money is just one of the things he's brilliant at. Plus, before his parents died, they'd been great friends of ours. Ah, oh, crap. Well, if it's on his advice, then yes, let's discuss this before we go any further. My usual fee is a thousand dollars a day, plus expenses. However, I... That'd be fine, dear. She didn't even blink an eyelash. I should have gone for more. However, my last case had netted me a nice, not-so-little bunch of change. Back to the case. The Mason diamonds were lost or stolen, correct? Where were they when you last saw them? Oh, they were stolen, my dear. I had taken them off after the opera, dear Flattermouse, and put them where I always do, on my nightstand. They have their own locked glass box. When I awoke this morning, they were gone. The box was still locked, but the jewels were nowhere to be seen. Myself and my maid, Bessery, searched the upstairs, but came up with nothing. Ah, a locked box mystery. We need to call everyone who works in the house together. Oh, you can't think someone who works for me would take my diamonds. Why, that's just impossible. Was she kidding? Miss Mason, it's sad, but quite honestly, in cases like this, it's usually the first person you'd expect. You mean like in the movies, where the butler did it? That's the cliché, but you get the idea. I'll stand. You call everyone together. The sooner the better. If those jewels leave this house, we may never find them. So, 
I bet you're all wondering why I called you all here. I always wanted to say that. I do hope this won't take very long. I must get back to my work. You are here under my orders. That means it is your work, and you will stay here until I say otherwise. Is that clear? Yes, ma'am. I'll be quick, Miss Lostfinder. Bessery is my lady's maid. You've met Chipman the butler. Dominia is the downstairs maid, and Hera is our cook. Now that you have the names, I believe, Miss Lostfinder, that you have the floor. It was odd how the nervous, fluttery, pampered wife disappeared at the drop of a hat, and a very shrew, strong woman was suddenly in her place. My distrust of her grew, if for no other reason than that. Thank you, Miss Mason. As I was about to say, the Mason heirloom necklace has been stolen. What I need from you is information. Could you each introduce yourself and tell me what you do here? I will start with you, Bessery, as the lady's maid. When did you last see Miss Mason's necklace? Miss, I, I ain't seen the necklace since the other night, when the missus wore the necklace to the opera. She came home and put it away like normal that night she did. I haven't seen it since. Not once, miss. If that was true, why was the lady's maid so nervous? I had a hunch. Thank you. I'll come back to you if I have other questions. Domina, have you any information? Did you see the necklace after the opera? I haven't seen nothing, miss. I do my job, keep my head down, and don't get involved in things that don't concern me. Unlike some others. Others? You know, gossip. I stay clear of that. I searched the house top to bottom and saw not a sign of the Mason diamonds. Such a tragedy, the heirloom and all. She was giving me more information than I'd asked for. Strange and very disconcerting. I was afraid this was more than your garden variety robbery. Miss Mason, when exactly did you notice the jewels missing? Just a few hours ago. After the search, I decided to call you. Again, with Mr. Hammond's advice. Why me? Why not a flat foot with a longing for doughnuts? Normal people call a cop when something is stolen. Something to file away for later. Huh. Okay. Chipman, can you recall when and where you last saw the jewels? I really can't say, miss. I am not a lady's maid, nor am I likely to watch my employer's neck. I had other duties. What is it you do? I am a butler. I buttle, miss. I'd walked blindly into that one. The problem was, his voice was so dry. I had no idea if he was joking or not. I guess that just leaves you, Hera. You're the cook, correct? That's all I am. I'm going to burn the buns I'm making for breakfast if I don't get back to my kitchen. Odd. Most of them didn't seem to care about their employer's lost necklace. Instead, they threw resentment my way, and the, and the back of my neck started to itch. Hera, can you recall the last time you saw the diamonds? No. May I go? One more question. Have you noticed anyone strange? Yes. Who? You. 
Thank you for that illuminating statement. You can all go back. Wait, where is Bessery? Did anyone see her leave? Damn. I knew the pixie was nervous, but I never expected her to have flown the coop, especially under my watchful eye. The drawing room doors are still closed, the windows down. She couldn't have gotten out. Unless... Unless... This is an old house, miss. We've found some secret passages, and I'm sure there are more that we have yet to reveal. Some fit humans and larger, and some... Are just big enough to let a pixie pass. Indeed. We need to find her. That may be difficult. Night has fallen, and those passages have little to no light. This is a large house, Detective. She could be anywhere. Well, we do have... I will ask them to leave, Mrs. Now, as I was saying... Doyle Hammond and Lieutenant Liam Darkmore, Miss. They were very insistent. Well... Tam Lynn lost Finder P.I. I should have known the private dick here was you. Gee, Liam, if Miss Mason wanted to buy a cop, she would have contacted you, especially if this was the case of the missing jelly donuts. Oh, yeah. Those jokes never get old. No. Boy. Oh, would you two knock it off? We're all on the same side here. Oh, Doyle, I am so glad to see you. Miss Lostfinder mentioned that you were her manager, and it put me at ease right off. Busted. <laughs> of course I am. She just doesn't have a head for the business side. She's a better detective that way. I didn't know whether to laugh or hit him. <laughs> not that I'm not glad to see you, Doyle. But what are you two doing here? Originally, I was looking for you, Tamlin. You might want to talk to your answering service. They weren't shy about telling me where you were. I didn't even have to threaten them. Answering service? Ah, oh, the brownies. Not that I'm not happy to see you, but who called in police work for dummies over here? Hey, watch it, Lost Finder. Oh, I'm scared. What are you doing here, Flatfoot? I got a report of a broke-down gumshoe impersonating a private detective, and I thought I'd better get here to remedy the situation. Mrs. Mason, I'm here now. Whatever the police can do for you, I'm at your disposal. And ready to take over for your hired thug. Oh, you will do no such thing. I hired Miss Lostfinder, and that is the end of it. I have no need for the police. That's Bessery! Bessery! Well, now you need a cop. For all the secret doors, it didn't take us very long to find Bessery. Or at least what was left of her. She was scorched and very, very dead. We found her in an odd hallway filled with the paintings of all the masons that had gone before. This is horrible! What could have happened here? My poor Bessery! 
She never hurt anyone. Before I could open my mouth with a theory or condolences, Liam, the policeman who left at least half of his brain back at the station, opened his mouth. Isn't it obvious? She was murdered by someone in this house. Small flaw there, Einstein. Everyone in the house was in the drawing room when we heard the scream. Then someone else has to be in this house. I'm sorry, Lieutenant, but that would be impossible, sir. See, the gargoyle at the door keeps an accurate count of the people inside this house at all times. It's part of his job. If someone had been in here without Mrs. Mason's knowledge and agreement that he himself had not let in, you would have heard an ear-piercing shriek. Uh. Calm down, Liam. There's still a murder here to solve. Though Doyle was comforting the enemy, he was looking at me. His piercing blue eyes met mine, and for a moment I could see and hear no one but him. It was as though his words were for me alone, until someone else spoke, breaking the spell. I must have been overtired. I hope you're right, Chipman. Otherwise, another of us could be next. I was about to suggest heading back to the drawing room when something caught my eye. Doyle, can you help me roll the body over? Of course. What's up? There's something... Got it. What? It's a charred and twisted cheap metal setting for some kind of necklace. I touched one of the diamonds, and it crumbled under my fingers. Paste. Uh, Miss Mason, does this in any way resemble your heirloom? No. Mm, yes. Uh, I can't be sure. That is true, madame, but this does resemble your original Mason piece. Chipman, do you truly believe that? What are you prattling on about? I felt actions were stronger than words and put my fingers against another jewel, showing them all that it crumbled. Just this. It's a fake. Tin and paste. The oldest trick in the book. The question is, what was Bessery doing with a replica of the Mason Diamonds? The night could be worse. No one asked me what book. Oh, fake? Then... Oh. I didn't see that coming. I thought the old broad was made of steel. Unless... We'd find out. Right before she fainted, it wasn't me or the necklace that she was looking at, but the lifeless body of her maid, Bessery. She must lay down. This has been too much for her. Is the missus all right? I'll, I'll go get smelling salts and a small brandy. Both will help. For the missus, of course, not for me. I think I'll follow her, just in case. Everyone else, let's go back to the drawing room. This mystery is far from over. I'm dreadfully sorry. I don't know what came over me. I never faint. I disagree. She knew. Miss Mason... I believe that Bessery's spirit is still lingering and could possibly help us. With your permission, I'd like to call a friend, one who can conduct a seance. I looked around, taking note of those who didn't like the idea. It seemed that Hera, and strangely, the butler Chipman, 
were against the idea, though they said nothing. It made me smile to see that Liam wasn't fond of the thought either. I think that Mrs. Mason has been through enough. I'm afraid I'm going to have to insist. You? You are going to insist? <sighs> Unless I am mistaken, this is still my house, and I am still in charge of my own senses. Yes, ma'am. I'm sorry, ma'am. But Mace says you just had a spell. The day I can't make up my own mind will be the day you put me in the ground. Miss Lostfinder, please make that call. Should the lieutenant nice day? He's looking a tad green around the gills. If that P.I. can stand it, so can I. It didn't take long for Malene to show. I noticed the wicked smile she gave Darkmoor. She had no greater love for him than I did, or the SPD for that matter. She sat us around the table and was ready to start. You must all hold hands, please. Why? Liam, you're welcome to leave. It's all right, Mr. Hammond. I am used to non-believers and skeptics. Mr. Darkmoor, I'll explain this as simply as I can, and for anyone else who is curious. Circles hold powers in. Contained, the spirits are safe to talk to. Let loose, any number of bad things could happen. This is why, Mr. Darkmoor, that I need you to hold the hand of the person next to you. She was, as always, right. Several years before, someone had hired me to find an escaped menace. By the time I got there, three people had died, sucked dry by spirits attempting to regain their humanity. It didn't work, but that didn't make their victims any less dead. Okay. Again, please hold hands. Bessery, if your spirit is still here, please come to me. Come to me, and we will set you free. But she just said free was, you know, ghost killing us all. Not that kind of free. Hush. Come to me. Come to me. Tell us who murdered you. Come. Come. I am here. I am here. So tired. You will rest soon. I promise you that. Can you tell us? Who murdered you? I cannot. Were you indeed murdered? I know not. Oh, this is so helpful. Shush. I admit I was starting to feel the same way, but I knew better than to interrupt Malene. Let me try another way. Bessery, why were you found with a copy of the Mason family jewels? They were fake? 
Let Bessery sleep. Please, I can tell you what you need to know. Legand? Are you sure? It is time, and long past. Yes, my love. Okay. All right, Bessery child. We thank you for your time. Please, go rest, and rise no more. As Bessery started to fade, the ghostly form of Ligand Mason reached out, as though to touch her cheek. I heard whispers, but there were no words to catch. I had a hunch, however. Mr. Mason, Bessery was your daughter, wasn't she? Yes, she was. Regina always knew. I never hid my little Bessery. Proud of her we were, weren't we, Regi? Always, my love. I should never have done. I'm so sorry, Reggie. I should never have hid the other from you. Another? Wow. I could have stayed home watching soap opera vids. Then again, they're never this good. I, one other. I am so sorry, Regina. I had thought to spare you more pain, but I see I was so very wrong. He was. Regina was nearly as pale as he was. Who? I made a foolish promise long ago, one I wish I hadn't kept, not to ever tell. On my life was my vow. What does this have to do with Bessery's death? As the ghost turned to Darkmoor, I was again glad I wasn't him. You are rude, Sirrah. In life I would have removed you from my home personally. Now in death it matters not. Almost. The Mason jewels have been in my family for nearly four hundred years. They were passed down, usually from father to son, but always from one Mason to another of blood. My family fortune has always been hidden somewhere within these walls. One with the jewels and the blood would stand in the hall of ancestors and be judged. If they were worthy, blood and stone, the vault would open. If not, the punishment was always death. When my baby girl Bess stood blood but no jewels, she was judged unworthy and quickly killed. And she was not unworthy, she was indeed a mason. Where the real jewels are, I know not. What of the other child? The child was conceived a month before you and I met, my love. I promised his mother that I would always take care of them, but never tell. However, all but one of my vows mean nothing after death. Only my vow to you, Regina, and it's time you knew. The boy's name is... You said you'd keep it a secret! You said you wouldn't tell anyone! You promised you... That was before the death of my daughter. Don't break! Hera lost her mind and I jumped to my feet, my hand on the butt of my revolver. Honestly, there wasn't anything I could do. Legend was loose, and shooting a ghost made no sense. I hate feeling helpless. Look out! No, 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 no! I'm sorry, I'm sorry! It was an accident, an accident! How could we have known the little brat would try for the vault? You dare! The spirits have left this house. But then who's... I can answer that. It's so obvious. Hera was a man in a dress. She was the bastard's son. Were you dropped on your head as a baby? You're wrong again. You should be walking a beat, Lieutenant. Don't you agree, Chipman? I knew I should never have let you in, Miss Lost Finder. Especially after you made the necklaces a fake. 
It was my mother's plan, you see, to take that which was rightfully ours anyway. The old man died suddenly, leaving me out of his will, so we spent time making the fake. My mother, before she was a cook, used to run cons in Glasgow. Paste gems were the easiest. Made a slight profit, she did, until she met Legend. It wasn't hard to switch the jewels. When Mrs. Mason was out for the afternoon, I slipped in and switched them. Did you have any idea that Bessery was your sister? Chipman had a gun pointed our way. I noticed Doyle was trying to inch behind him, so I tried to keep his focus on me. I didn't. Not that I would have cared. The old man could have had a billion illegitimate children. Probably did, too. But I, I was his firstborn son. The fortune was supposed to pass to me. And your mother? Ha 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 A means to an end. Hera may have run cons, but she was always in love with Daddy. I would never have chosen the life of a butler. She was going to be taken care of after we opened the vault, but this is just as good. Now, we're all going to take a walk down to the Hall of Ancestors. Easy. I've been shot. Let me at him. Be proud. I didn't laugh. It's a scratch on your arm, Lieutenant. You'll be fine. I should know. Um, Doyle, he's turning blue. Let up a little. Of course. But putting him out may not be a bad idea. He'll be out in three, two, one. Someone, check on Hera? She's dead. And good riddance. We need to find the necklace, too. I have a hunch. He had it on him the whole time. The son of a whore was wearing it. And it really isn't his style. <laughs> I believe this belongs to you. Yes. Thank you. Oh, what am I going to do now? I feel so alone. Never you fear, missus. I'm here and I can take care of you and the house. We'll hire a new maiden cook. I'll do the driving myself. My family has always worked for the Masons and I don't plan on stopping now. <laughs> Thank you, Domina. I've got the lieutenant patched up for now. But he needs medical attention. Plus, Chipman needs to go to lockup. Huh? He's your caller, Darkmore. I'm not a cop. <laughs> you certainly are not. Thanks. I still don't like you. Ditto. Tamlin, wait. Here's your fee, plus expenses. Like we agreed. But I'm not sure I... You did. Your knowledge and resources were the answers we needed. And if I ever need help again, I know who to call. I would have kept arguing, but arguing with the gift horse was plain stupid. Thanks. I guess all the old vids and books are correct after all. What? The butler did it. Oh. Back in my office, it was nearly 5 a.m., I invested my money wisely. Some in the mattress, some under the sink, and so on. 
I wondered if all of my cases were going to end like these last two, weird and next to Doyle Hammond. I poured two fingers of the new blended scotch I bought to replace the cheap and repulsive gin and wondered if I'd mind ending them all that way. Hello? Yes, this is Tamlin P.I. Murder, you say? Call a cop. It's 5 a.m. What? Beaten and then the heart. What about the head? I don't know. $5,000? To go to the vampire district tonight? You've been listening to Tamlin P.I., Episode 2, Diamonds Are Everyone's Best Friend. Written and created by Gwendolyn Jensen Woodard. Produced, directed, and post-produced by Gwendolyn Jensen Woodard. Associate producer, Alex Gilmore. Featured in our cast were M.J. Cogburn as Tamlin Lostfinder, Jules Ismail as Doyle Hammond, Mark Kalita as Liam Darkmore, Kim Giannopoulos as Regina Mason, David MacGyver as Chipman, Era Pelodi as Hera, Laura Frechette as Bessery, Elaine Barrett as Domina, Stefiana Lintonbon as Sabrina, Ronnie Rowlands as Dorian, Bruce Busby as Legand Mason, James Leeper as Dor Gargoyle, and Cookie Coletti as Madame Mayoline. And I'm Chris Gumprich. Special thanks to Kevin McLeod for the music and other Podsafe areas for sound effects. This has been a production of Imagination Lane 2008. <laughs>